They're going to pass those back to you this morning. And we're in this series. I'm loving this series. Um, I am Jesus in his own words. Today's lesson number five. Let me get this first one. It's going to come up. It's going to be the resurrection slide. I just love that. I, I so hesitated to preach this message in the I am series. except I couldn't figure out how to do these seven weeks because Easter's not, it, it didn't quite hit. And I almost like pulled it out. And as I was studying all week, I went, man, I feel like I'm preaching Easter today. And in a, in a sense, I am. But it's every Sunday morning night at Easter, and the church said, yeah, it's really a celebration. Every day is a resurrection. And I just thought, man, let's just do resurrection. Let's stay in theme with that. And we'll come back from a different angle on Resurrection Sunday that the world celebrates named Easter. But resurrection, I'm, I'm intrigued with that word. Have been ever since I met Christ 42 years ago. If it wasn't for the resurrection, Pity the man and the woman that had faith, but we do have a God that was raised on our behalf. Thanks be to God for the victory he gives us in Jesus Christ. Let's just put our hands together and thank God for that amazing, amazing victory. At the, yeah, it's like you, man, you cheer better in front of your TV by yourself. Let's thank God for the amazing victory of the resurrection. Come on. There we go. Come on. Give him some praise. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I thought you were like 49er fans or Chiefs or something, man. You're like being a little, little polite clap. Come on, man. This is our God. Well, this morning we're talking about resurrection, so I'm going to invite you. There's several passages in the Scripture, but today we're going to look over at John 11. So turn there with me this morning, if you will, and you'll turn to John 11, and we'll find ourselves here. There's no doubt about it. You, you just put it out there. We've got spiritual death. We're dead in our sin, in our trespasses without Christ. And because of sin in our lives, in the past, present, future, it produces hopelessness, it produces fear, loneliness, despair, addiction, anger, jealousy, greed, shame, bitterness. Anybody else want to list some stuff in there? All our sin. How many agree our sin just messes us up? Sin just messed the earth up. Sin caused God to have this incredible need that he would meet for us in Christ where we couldn't do for ourselves. So he comes. And when you turn to John 11, if you get into the narrative of John 11, and it certainly it's no uh, text, it's not, a it's not an unfamiliar text. It's not like I'm doing a little minor prophet. Like, man, I've never seen that, Pastor. If you've been around the church, you're in the church, you're in Christ, that's the most important thing. You've read about Lazarus. And, and that, that the four-day thing where, you know, the Lord uh, withholds his coming to Mary and Martha. But we'll get there in the story. So basically, Lazarus, he's just one of these resurrections that we read about in Scripture where God produces hope, where they awaited him to come. And so uh, somewhere in your note, just write by the word resurrection, I want to give you a word. The word awakened. God awakens us through the resurrection of Christ. You know, you know what it is to be awakened in the morning. You're slobbering all over your pillow. Your CPAP is all stopped up. I don't know what it is. You're over there. You man, you're sucking all the air out of the room. Do I have a witness? And all of a sudden, that blessed, except it ain't blessed, that alarm goes off and you awaken from your slumber. Isn't it horrible? You just, you, and you, you know what I love about little kids most of the time? I, I remember when the girls were young and our grandkids, they wake up so happy and smiling. And Kate, I mean, I'm like, 
Why don't we awaken like that, you know? But God takes us when we're in our slumber, when we're dead, when we're asleep, and he awakens us in Christ. And that's what it means, resurrection, to be awakened. I, I love that term. So we get awakened from despair, hopelessness, junk, sin, stuff that just messes us up. But the resurrection here in John 11, Jesus, they, they think he's really sick. And he's really, really sick. He's so sick he dies, okay? So he's sick. But when he awakens Lazarus, then he just didn't get up. Hey, I, some say he probably did the bunny hop and he came out or whatever. But he also calls the community to help him and to unwrap him. And you know, so there's a word about even in resurrection, resurrection involves community. The community is the family of Christ, the faith family we celebrate at Ryan Road. The greater family would be those that are adopted and graft, they're grafted into the body of Christ. God calls us into community. Are you grateful this morning for community? I am. You know, it's one of the reasons I named the church Christ Community because I knew 24, 25 years ago, I love Christ. I love that word community. I've had people over the years say, can we rechange our name? Can we, can we change it to this? Can we, uh, you know, one time somebody came to me and says, could we, uh, you know, could we, could we name it this? Could we name it that, you know? You know, hey, uh, community at East Chase or, you know, you know, I don't know, all these things, whatever. But, you know, I was like, man, Christ community. But here it is community god calls us into community and in that community here it is in community i think we find resurrection for those that have identified with christ in faith by grace they're saved they've identified with christ as many did last weekend in baptism but that community i just find strength i find people that come in and they do it together and they strengthen and they sustain like last weekend i put it in the worship guide I think Doug posted it. I, I thank God for Doug, for his leadership and worship, but also for what he does social media. Did you not see that post last weekend? Right here in the middle of the room, many had left, but there was still a good contingent of our congregation stayed, and we had a meeting. And the closing act, I think, was my favorite thing besides baptism of the day. We all circled in community in the spirit of resurrection, and we laid hands on, and we came into agreement, and we prayed over Bennett Voigt. And the church said, Man, that's, that's community. That's resurrection community of Jesus. So let's keep going here. All right, so uh, they're, they're going back to Bethany here. Their brother Lazarus. Some said, man, Lazarus has fallen asleep. <laughs> well, I, I guess, I suppose if you're dead, you look like you've fallen asleep. But he was not asleep, not, not in a physical sense. He, he, he was dead, D-E-A-D. Listen to what Scripture says. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem and two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them over their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained, Mary did what? Seated in the house. I don't know if you've ever seen that. You know, we always talk about Martha's muddle. She's in there cooking fried chicken. She's in there wanting to prepare for Jesus one time to come. And now she's in there doing it. But Mary, Mary's the worshiper. And it's like they kind of get the rose. And Mary's just like, she's staying in the house. I don't know if it's just because she's so distraught. But I even suppose maybe she's a little irritated with Jesus because he didn't come. And she knew he was the resurrection. She knew he was able. But he didn't come for the glory of God. And in the Jewish custom, I read this, I thought this was interesting. In the Jewish history and the custom, in the death of a family member, there would be a 30-day period of mourning over the death of loved ones. And then they would come back out and reassemble back in the community. 
Are y'all glad that we don't do that? I am. 30 days would cause me to sink into a deeper depression. How about you? I need to be back with people that are trying to get my routines back into life, that are speaking life back into me. And I'm not saying, but that's what they did in that day. They would just withdraw, and it was a 30-day thing, like, you don't do anything. I mean, now, you know, in our society, it can get weird. Sometimes people marry within 30 days after their spouse dies. That's sick, okay? That, that, that just isn't right, okay? But, but mourning, I, I think we should mourn properly as a family of faith. I think we should mourn as a faith family, but we also try to engage back with other believers as soon as we can. So here it is, this fifth statement. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Every single funeral, resurrection service, celebration of life I've ever done, I share this passage because this text is the hope of every Christian in Jesus Christ. It is the hope of the world. Christ resurrected for you and me. And you're saying, Pastor, every year, man, you talk about that. Sometimes you talk about that so much because that's our crowning achievement. That's our championship, our eternal championship that Christ has won. See, Jesus has a no-show for a reason why he doesn't show up at Lazarus' house to heal him and to raise him up from sickness, from sleep, from death at that point. And there's no ICU for them to take their brother. Can you imagine? I don't know how long Lazarus was sick. I don't know what was wrong with Lazarus, but I know he had two sisters. And the sisters of Lazarus, they loved their brother. Let's think about it. Do you have a brother? Some of you do. Do you love your brother? You're in church. Hopefully, you'll, yeah, I love my brother. And some of you go, man, my brother's my best friend. Man, that's awesome. Some of you are like, you got any brothers out there? But here's the thing. They loved Lazarus. And him being snatched, taken away from them, hurt them deeply. And in this passage, everybody can learn this verse, even little bitty babies. Jesus wept it's the shortest verse in all the scripture jesus wept with deep empathy and compassion for his friend lazarus because he loved him deeply he, he cared for him so jesus was not without concern for his friend lazarus but god had a bigger thing and god had shown his his faithfulness and, and a lot of times when things like this happen martha's like looking to her past because she believed that jesus was the resurrection she thought one day he would resurrect but but now but here's what i want you and i always remember we always want to remember when we're walking through the storm, the faithfulness of our God in the past, that he will be faithful in the present, but he is already in the future. He is faithful in the future. Our God is faithful. Even sometimes when we are faithless, he is always forever faithful. And when we think he is faithless, he is faithful to us. See, here's what I know when I preach to people every weekend and people watch us on Vimeo or they listen to a podcast. There are people that would tune in, or people maybe today, and there's something in your background. And you're like, but where was God? Kind of like, you know, Mary's here, like Martha, like, Jesus, why didn't you show up? You could have prevented this. You could have fixed this. Like, uh, I hate to bring it up, but it could be true. It could be like a past life, something you've done. It could have been some bad addiction. It could have been 
you know, breakup of your marriage. It could have been abuse in your background. It could have been just any number of things. And you would probably ask a similar question. Jesus, where were you? And Jesus was there. All in the agony and that pain and us making poor choices or whatever, or things happen to us. Our God is for us. He's with us. But here in this story, the people are wailing. They even hired, uh, I remember studying this years ago, they would hire professional mourners to come. Can you imagine hiring professional people to come mourn at your funeral? I, I'm just, I'm so glad we don't do that. Like, oh no. But Jesus, where were you? But you see, in, in the depth of our pain, in the depth of our death, that's where resurrection rises out of this. This is where Christ meets us in the deepest valley of life, resurrection. Do y'all believe resurrection is for us in the valley? I do. And that's where we call upon God's power to intersect, to invade, to take over, to transform, to change us, to help us to trust Him a little more. That, Lord, I know that you are in the future, but you're in the present. So, God, I want to run to you. See, resurrection means that the past is going to be untangled somehow. But what awaits us is hope for the future. See, one of the names of Jesus Christ is hope. He gives a hope that will not disappoint. I'm grateful for the hope of Jesus Christ, as you are, I believe, this morning. So, here he goes. No, no, Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. The resurrection of life isn't some future event. It's available when? Now. See, a lot of times we just think, oh, that's a great message for death. That's a great message for our, our sins being covered. It is. That's a great message for the future. That's a great message for those that have died, those that are on their deathbed. That is a message I'll need one day. Yes, you will. But resurrection is for this morning. See, I believe that I call out to the God of the resurrection a lot of times. I'll ask God to resurrect things in my life. Like, God, would you resurrect this relationship? Would you, let me just tell you, a practical resurrection. See, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think we practice resurrection, but we'll get there in a moment. This, this property over here, we've had activity, we've had contract, we've had no-show, we've had activity, we've had contract, we've had people walk away, we've had activity. I've been like this. And that's why half the time I don't even tell you because it's like, man, I can't even hardly handle the emotional roller coaster and I'm dealing with it. But right now, I was asking God just two months ago, Father, would you please bring resurrection to this property because I know you're able. And my God has done what? Resurrected another deal. You're saying, man, I thought resurrection was just for death. How many of you need some resurrection in your life? Raise your hand high. There's something that you've given up. You don't believe God's big enough. Now, I'm preaching good right now. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I just think this is a word for somebody. This is an overflow. Like, I was like, God, I'm talking about resurrection. I go, oh, that was so good, Pastor. We did Easter early, so I won't come to Easter this year. You will, too. Right, but here it is. But right now, I'm thinking, God, resurrection. See, already 70% of you just bought in and went, I need resurrection for something. And maybe in your small group time today, I have questions. But you know what? Maybe that's a better question. What do you trust in God to resurrect? Okay, let's keep moving. So heartbrokenness, doubt, accusations against Christ, and this resurrection comes. And you know, so we don't come this morning celebrating the resurrection of Lazarus, although that's important. We come as believers celebrating the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. He is the one. 
He is the resurrection and the life. There you go. He just says it over and over. I am the resurrection. So the resurrection, write down two things. It's not in your notes, but I think these are good. Resurrection means, number one, you're an overcomer of death. When you experience resurrection, you're an overcomer of death. Jesus says you are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. And also, secondly, resurrection means he is a sustainer of life. I like that. God sustains my dreams, my visions, my passions, but no, greater. God sustains your life and mine because that's who he is. See, when you're sick, what do you want? You want a doctor. You don't want a medical book. How many of you get sick, you want to go to the doctor and say, here's a book, figure it out. No, you, you want a doctor. It's like when, when you're being sued, do you want your lawyer to give you a law book? No, you want a lawyer, an advocate to represent you. So in this situation in here, when you're dealing with the enemy of your soul, do you want a book? Although this book is eternal, this book is important, you want a book. But I would submit to you, I want something more than even this book. I want the person, I want the Lord God himself. I want Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Just go ahead and feel this in this morning. Four points of the resurrection factor. Number one, resurrection is not just an event. It is that, but more than that, it is a person. Resurrection is a person. And I want, I want to drive that down deep today that you and I just walk out here going, it's the person of Christ. It's my personal Savior. I, I trust in Him. Because see, Jesus, He was always about resurrection. In the Scriptures, I'll just give you some. Uh, he raised in Mark 5, 41 through 42, Jairus' daughter, He raised her. In Luke 7, 11, the widow of Nain's son, He raised her. And then in this third section here in Luke, I mean in uh, John 11, there's another resurrection and He raises Lazarus and then you read throughout the Gospels and there's this other resurrection it's like the most important pivotal resurrection he raises himself God raises his son Jesus Christ thanks be to God amen God raises Christ for us from the dead so out of out of the tomb out of death comes life you know that, that's another word for resurrection awaken life when you read the Gospel of John that we're looking through in this short series, you see the word life, I think, 18 times. Life is critical to the Lord, and life is only in the Son. So Christ cures spiritual death. He, he conquers death for us. He, he, gives us he, he gives life to all those that will do what? Believe on His name, all that will receive Him, all that will trust in Him. Yet to all who received Him, He gave the power, the right to become what? children of god to be his child man that's that's the privilege that's the honor that's the joy of a resurrection that's what christ gives us so triumph great victory and you know what this resurrect this resurrection you know what it guarantees i want you to hear this resurrection this is the most important thing i know resurrection guarantees entrance into the presence of our father into heaven Without resurrection, we don't have it. But in the resurrection, when we uh, uh, attach ourselves, when we commit ourselves, when we abide in Christ, when we trust Him personally, when we receive Him, when we become a follower, when we pledge our allegiance to Christ, and we commit all we have, we consecrate ourselves to Christ, then Christ guarantees us entrance into the heaven by the finished work of Christ. Death, burial, and Okay, what are we talking about today? Talking about baptism. We're not talking about baptism today. We're talking about resurrection. 
by death, burial, and we're going, we're going to go out of here quicker if y'all listen. That's awesome. You're listening good. Just write down these side points. I think they're good. They're, they won't come under num- number one, but I think they're helpful. Salvation delivers us from the power of sin, Romans 6, 14. That's what salvation does. It delivers you and I from the power of sin. I was just telling our small group a few weeks ago, the, the best word that I know of for salvation, I think I even told you, is the word deliverance. So salvation delivers us from the power of sin. Number two, uh, salvation delivers us from the penalty of sin romans 5 9 so the penalty gets taken away in christ and salvation delivers us from the presence of sin revelation 21 uh 27 and i don't know about you living in this earth suit in this body i deal with sin every day and 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 do, do y'all ever have a hard time? Do, do y'all ever just mess up? Do you, do you have days where you just feel like you're a jerk, where you just feel like you're not a princess? I mean, I don't want to be a princess. I mean, you girls. Do you, do you, do you have days where you just don't feel like you make it, that you just don't make a good mark, that you're not a good representation of Christ? Can, can somebody just kind of hold their hand up if anybody struggles with your witness for Christ? Some of you are honest. We all do. You know, uh, you know, that's why Donna doesn't like me to have bumper stickers for the church on my car. And, 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 and I mean, because she's, I mean, and she means it, you know, and, and I've had them. I don't think I have one of them. I think I do have one of mine now. And, uh, but I mean, it is. It's like, man, you're, you're having that sticker out there, so you want people to know. Like, you know, I, I, I represent Christ Community Church. I, I go to church there. I mean, I mean, you don't want to be with bumper stickers about something and you act the opposite way. It's incongruent. It's a horrible witness. I mean, like, oh, yeah, that, that, those are those people over Ryan Road. They're, like, rude and obnoxious. No, well, man, they're, they're, like, they're, like, kind. Like, they, like, they actually don't cut me off in traffic. They actually let me in. Like, here's, here's just a kind gesture we could do this week. We can let somebody in in traffic. Now, let me just tell you something. I'm always in a hurry, and I want to get somewhere. And sometimes I'm courteous. My wife is the most courteous person I know. She goes, are you going to let them in? And in my spirit, uh, and that's not my spirit, it's my flesh. My flesh is going, no. I'm like, I got something to do. And she's so right. Of course, if I pray, I'm glad she didn't say pray about it. If you pray about it, you're toast. Like, yeah, I'm going to let them in, you know. I mean, but you know, it's just, isn't it amazing how even just the simplest thing, us driving cars can be a witness for Jesus Christ. I cannot believe I'm saying this because I'm wondering what I'm going to be tested on this afternoon. Oh, man. What's crazy is what are you to be tested on also with me and then we can like share our stories next weekend. You, you know an idea that I've had, I want to just do a quick side margin. I've been thinking for a while about having a say-so Sunday. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Y'all be praying about and email me or text me if you would be willing to give a five-minute testimony. Not ten, not fifteen minutes, five minutes. Because I've been thinking about a say-so Sunday that we, as the redeemed of Christ, we would proclaim the victory we have in Jesus Christ. And the church said, anyway, just an idea. Nobody sends me a text. I'll see what a good idea it was. I still think it's a good idea. Okay, so we've got these great I am names of Jesus. Look at the second point. Jesus brings the hope of the future life into our present reality. We have this new birth that Christ gives us, says Peter, into the living hope. See, he's a living Savior, and we have this hope for the future. So the resurrection's right here, right now, present hope. I am the resurrection and the life. I I, I love that about Jesus. It's like, Jesus, you came back to life again that we might have eternal life. You came back again 
that you might take death from us, that death might not be the final nail on us, but death would not define us, but resurrection would. Oh, I pray resurrection will define us as believers in Christ. So we believe in Christ. So there it is. And then look here in the middle. I just want you to see this just quickly. This before resurrection, after resurrection, despair turns over into joy. I think when we're uh, in our sin before Christ, despair seems to dominate us. Joy is what God wants to give us. Discouragement. How many times when we're in the flesh or before Christ, we were so discouraged and being in Christ, we move over to peace. Look at the thing. We have doubt before Christ. And then when Christ resurrects our faith, then it turns to faith. So doubt moves to faith. I love that aspect. And the other one is sometimes we deny, we were denying Christ and that somehow ends up producing in us forgiveness. Christ produces this great forgiveness that he's given us in Christ. I, I just think it was, it's a rich statement, knowing Jesus as the resurrection and the life. That's who he is. He is resurrection. He is life. He's, he's the source of life for those that believe in him, that trust him, that embrace him. Uh, he says when we trust him in resurrection, he will resurrect our bodies. One day we shall have glorified bodies. Does anybody look forward to a glorified body? I don't, I don't know what a glorified body looks like, but I know it looks a lot different than this one. Yeah, I'm going, hallelujah. And, and it's perfect because it's in his image and it's not been tainted by the fall. Listen to this, Philippians 3. Listen, listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. He will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body in verse 21. 1 Corinthians 15 says, this perishable body must put on imperishable. This, Im this mortal body must put on immortality. Man, I like that. I love that about my Jesus. He gives me newness, new life. All right, so he brings future life, a present reality. Look at the third one. The resurrection of Jesus means that we have full assurance of life before death. See, a lot of times we're, you know, we're just saying, man, resurrection, resurrection, you know, that's, that's all for death. It is for death. But I'm trying to submit to you humbly today. Resurrection is about now. I hope when you walk out here today, you don't just go, resurrection is for the future. It is. But I believe resurrection is just as much for now as it is, is for the future. I'm grateful for what resurrection has done for my past and what it does for my present, and what it'll do for my future. It's that fullness of God that I'm trying to say, God, how can we comprehend? How can we have confidence in you, Lord? You are our confidence. Now look at the fourth one, quickly. Believe the report of the resurrection with confidence. There's all, when we read Scripture, there's all these wonderful accounts, eyewitness accounts, and testimonies of men and women that have seen the Christ. They've been with Christ. They've experienced the resurrected Christ. It's powerful. There on the Emmaus Road, you have that encounter. And here's what I know. I remember reading this statement one time, and I wrote it down. People don't die for what they know to be a lie. But this is complete truth that jesus christ was resurrected on the third day according to the scriptures amen jesus was resurrected for us it's just foundational in our faith so every time you take something lifeless broken and you revive it it's the statement right under that you practice resurrection you see 
you could have some friends or could be experienced death in your marriage or, or you have some friends that are in trouble and you could help them practice resurrection in their marriage or you could have a relationships friendships that have gone bad and god could resurrect there's just a thousand things that god could resurrect we could begin to ask him Lord God of the resurrection, would you begin to resurrect dreams and visions and passions? How many would like to see God even resurrect ministries? I mean, there's just so many things that we can cry out to the God of the resurrection of today. Practicing resurrection. It's like, uh, here's one. You have something against another person. And you could ask God today. Father, would you allow me to practice the resurrection of jesus in this relationship it is dead it needs life breathed into it this could be this practical somebody today could go to the phone this afternoon and make a phone call to a mom or a dad or an uncle or aunt or a brother or a sister or a friend from high school or whenever and take the first step you could take the initiative and god could believe and could birth resurrection do y'all believe god can do that i do that's my god is that your god the god that resurrects i love it. it's the message of resurrection that dead things don't have to stay that way even in the bleakest of circumstances god can resurrect and he can restore those things that are dead he can bring cpr to him life blood pumping through him so you and i are faced with the option that we can choose resurrection or death but we can choose it and i believe that god wants to heal some things this morning in our hearts in our relationships that he delivers so far beyond the grave he can deliver hope he is hope as i said earlier so um, he's alive he's alive now he's alive in the future he's alive forevermore he's our resurrected king so this morning, I hope that you're just seeing with some passion or maybe some new eyes today that there's maybe something that you are in need of this morning that Jesus would bring about resurrection. Now, look at the last thing. There's a message question. Have you placed your confidence, your faith in Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life? That is the most important thing that I'll ever say, and then I'll say it over and over and over as long as I draw breath. Do you know Christ? Do you know him personally? Do you trust him? Do you love him? Do you want to obey him? Then experience resurrection. Let's pray together. Father, I am grateful for the word of Jesus, for the power of the resurrection, for the life-changing power through the resurrection of Christ. And I pray that that power would rise up in this living room this morning. I pray that that power would flood our hearts in this room and lord i, I was going to go a different angle but lord as i have just tried to proclaim out of the overflow of my heart i believe that today god you are resurrecting us as a faith family i pray god that you're resurrecting dreams and hopes and visions and relationships but above all i pray that we would rest and trust completely with confidence in the resurrection of Jesus, that he is our personal rescuer, redeemer, 
resurrection. May we call on you, Jesus. You are faithful, even when we're not. In the name of Christ. Amen.